Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode 13 of Bottom of the Neck. Um, today we got some interesting topics in the building today for sure. We definitely got some good stuff going on today. Um, the lineup today is, you know, got Nigel back in the building, Mr. Hot Take, got Big Money Cal over there, and then you got Money Man Kyrie in the building, <laughs> and I'm your host, Cam. Um, real quick though, I just want all the viewers and listeners to know that we did start a Patreon. And you know it's in it's our link tree. So wherever you see our link tree, it is there. But we started our Patreon to pretty much be more open and uh just be more of ourselves so y'all could uh, really see our true selves and get the real entertainment in, in a different view aspect on us. So definitely go check out that Patreon. We will appreciate that support. And also we do have a donation. So if you guys other ever if there's any time you guys ever want to show extra support. You know we have the donation it's also linked in our link tree so it's there for the it's there for the you know for the fans and viewers whoever want to go that extra mile for us but we appreciate any type of support you guys give us and just help us keep us keep us growing but let is let's get into the topics today we got bagger bucket we got is the nil changing the landscape of sports uh how do we feel about the nba considering the relegation rule like soccer can basketball ever be the number one sport in the world and we got the most dominant player at each position in the NBA right now. All right, all right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, touch in into our first topic, bag or bucket. I'm gonna throw some players out there, and you guys, uh, you guys, tell me what you think. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right, bag or bucket. Let's go. Uh, we're gonna start off with Bones Highland. Bones got a bag. I ain't gonna lie. When I tell you that that man's what dribble moves is crazy. <laughs> Got that thing on a rope, he, killing him. Uh, Bones is okay. He tough. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna have to go with bucket for right now. Feel okay. me? Okay, hold on. We're gonna have right to rewind now. back to Cal because he just gave me he's tough. That's not an answer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a bag. He's a bag. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um. SGA. Bag. Bag, yeah. Bag. I think he's both, though. Low-key, he is both. Like, he got dribble moves that's really on a rope. He can get to the basket. Like, I really feel like he really can give anybody a bucket. But his bag is what gets into the bucket. It's part of bag work. Uh, cat. Bucket. Yeah, he's from Jersey. Ooh. Yeah, he a bucket. He a bucket. Yeah, he a bucket. He don't he don't got a bag. He don't got a shit on a yo-yo, so I came in. Nah, he don't got it. I'll, say, I'll, I'll give him a bucket. I'm going to be, because right. I'll say bucket. I'm B. <laughs> a bag. Right. He, he, he got, got a bag. bag. He I can, I'll say bag. Jokic. Bag. Jokic. What you say, Cal? Bucket. Cat Kyrie. Bag. Ooh. Let me, try, let me try to throw y'all off real quick. Jordan Clarkson. Bag. Bag. Straight bag. I'm gonna say bucket. But his ability to create his own. He he borderline bag. He's borderline bag. He's bucket but borderline bag. I mean. He's tough though. I don't want y'all think he, he he like that, but I think he's a bucket. He's a bucket. 
And yeah. like, alright. I'm gonna throw a young dude in there for the last one. Cade, Cade Cunningham. Bucket. Bucket. Yeah, bucket. I haven't seen enough I haven't seen enough of his dribble moves. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of him, but he, he started this season off really well, man. He started off the season really well. Like he looks really good, man. Um they actually beat the Warriors tonight. Just letting you know, Kyrie. Um <laughs> 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 he's, he's uh, how that went. Um, yeah, this is yo man. This day and age of the NBA, man. Uh, the skill level is so high. Like any player could have a bag in a sense. You know, there's so many players out there who have a bag and get overlooked. And I feel like Bones is low key one of those players. But he's also team. He's also on the team with a back to back MVP and a guy who makes the game look so easy. But the NBA is at a point where like you could be literally the last man on the bench, last person out of the rotation, and you could have a bag and go to, a, like, a regular degular 24 and give 100 points easy. You know what I'm saying? Word. Easy. Go in any men's league and drop 60 Literally. two quarters. Shoot. Look at look at Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert got a bag, and he just dropped 41 the other night. he was a bag. I know he was a bag. Bro played like he in Dykeman all the time, so. Um. <laughs> Every day. Um, We're going we gonna to transition into our next topic. You know, I'm curious to hear y'all answers on this. How do y'all feel about the NIL? Do you guys think it's changing the landscape of the younger generation going into sports? Um, personally, for me, I would say it's good and bad because I feel like it's good because you've seen a lot of people in the old days get hurt, lose their scholarships and have nothing to fall back on. But now this is creating opportunities for people to make money off of their name, their image and their likeliness. Like when you think about it, had Zion had that opportunity when he was at Duke, think about how much money he would have made way before he got to the NBA. He already got some money from colleges. He almost got caught over that. Bro, the man right. already had a hundred mil guarantee before he stepped foot on the court, bro. No, a thousand percent. But now what if he was able to get his his sponsorships and his endorsements way before he got to the NBA? What if he was able to get it while he was in high school? Think about how many people came out just to see him like that. That's a big thing, too. But I feel like where it's bad, at, I feel like it takes the competitive edge. out. I feel like a lot of players won't be as competitive. And I feel like they feel like, OK, cool, I can play. I can have this many followers. Somebody's going to sponsor me. Somebody's going to endorse me and give me money just because I have followers. So I just think like, you know, when it comes down to NIL, there are players who, who play better than other players who should have an NIL deal. But because their following isn't up, they're not going to get that same NIL deal as like somebody like Bronny who got Beats and Nike and things like that. You, you think it's not, not what you know type shit? A, a thousand percent. I think that's just, you know, the way of the world. It's about who you know. So, like, when you look at Bronny, like, it's, it's surefire that Bronny was going to go to Nike. Like, his father is LeBron. Like, he's with Nike. Like, that's just, you're going to keep it in the family type of thing. But... That's a rare, that's a rare occasion. There's other players, like, um, dude from Trenton. What's his name? Um, DJ. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, you got. Well, I'm not trying to get beat up. He from Camden. Feel me? Camden, not trying. They they go hard out there. Feel me? They know he from Camden. They they're gonna be spamming the page talking about now nah, he from Camden. You just gonna get that out the way. But even still, Cal, like, how do you feel? How do you really feel about it, Cal? Like, I feel like I feel like it's more of how you use the opportunity. 
if you're gonna get endorsements, tread lightly. Um, get an agent, do the whole Shapiro, bro. Do the whole bang. Get an agent, talk through contracts, try to penny pinch and get as much money as you can from these companies. Because at the end of the day, you're you're a billionaire. You know, feel me? In that mindset of you're a walking advertisement. You gotta represent yourself. You gotta, you know, talk about your shit, be about your shit. Um, so for me, it's just using a platform to improve and show younger generations that, hey, you can achieve this by working hard, but, you know, you still got to move smart. Okay, I like that. Kyrie? I feel like low-key, I mean, it's, it's double-sided. I feel like it's a double-sided story, you feel me? Because I feel like them Power 5 big schools, them kids was getting paid anyway, you feel me? It was just under the table, little hush money. So, like, now they could just be open about everything you feel you now i feel like at the same time like you we know of old players like reggie bush all types of players that quote unquote took money and they're yeah, losing all these accolades and exactly like so i feel like it just gets all you just filter through all that mess now now we don't got to worry about none of that yeah. but at the same time i feel like given given these kids Oh, giving these kids, <laughs> giving these kids a lot of money at a young age, that could be, uh, that that can't, that could turn ugly at certain points too. But I feel like if if, if we're giving, if we're gonna give these kids these million dollar nil deals, I feel like at some point the college should have to step in and it should be mandatory for them to take like some type of financial literacy classes or something should be implemented. It should be there should be like a, a safety net for those kids like you shouldn't just be able to get them millions of dollars and be like here you feel me that's just so my point should you have a college they go to they should get a piece of that that share no, or no, whatever no, they get piece you're saying like that kid it should be mandatory for him to take a financial literacy class you need to yeah. give that kid like if you a, have an nil deal it should be mandatory oh, like you, you should, should it's have like to a take safety like, blanket in a sense because mm -hmm. but um for me personally i think I lean towards like it's not I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think it's kinda bad because certain kids come from certain situations where they thought they was never gonna see that money until they reach the NBA. It's good in a sense that they're getting that money to support their family, but there's a lot of kids out here, especially in the day and age we live in, that's not smart. They don't make good life decisions, especially as a seventeen year old, eighteen year old and you're still in high school and let's say you not you don't grow up in the best area. You know, you, you flexing the wrong things. Shit could go left real quick. And I think, to go back on what y'all said earlier about, like, having that money at a young age, man, it takes away from the game. Like, it takes away, like, it's like, I want to reach the next level. I want to make it. Because it's like, once somebody sees that type of money, bro, it's just like, some kid's going to have the mindset of, like, I'm good. I made it. I don't need to keep pushing. I could give up today and be fine. And I don't, like, again, I'm happy to see these kids winning, but... In certain situations, I feel like it's not always a good idea because it takes away from, like, putting your dream to the next level. Like, as a kid growing up, especially for us 90 kids, 80 kids, all that, your dream was to make it to the NBA because you knew that was the only place you could make money money, like legal money. Because like Kyrie said early, like, you know, bro, you're going around big schools, college is throwing that money under the books. Easy. They don't find out until you get to the NBA. They can't do anything about it. But it's just like... To me, like, 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 like Nigel said too. It's just like 
they focus on social media like let me get my followers up i don't care about the game let me let me try to look flashy let me get the best clip let me let me let me try to get my nil deal before i even think about signing to a college mm-hmm. maybe before i commit again i'm i'm like 25% in but 75% out because i just feel like it takes so much away from it like and so much away from the dream and the passion of being at the top level of whatever sport you play so wait i have a question this this is a serious question so those people who have nil deals coming out of high school do you believe that they shouldn't be given the scholarships and have to pay to to go to their school because now when you think about it, you have millions of dollars already now. So it's like you shouldn't get that scholarship if you got that NIL deal. I feel like that should be kind of like that creates it creates a lot of controversy. It creates a lot of controversy because you could have a kid who's unknown, but he's one of the top in the nation. But he's unknown for real about a media and he might lose a scholarship to a kid who's popping on media already with an NIL deal. So Right. And, and, and I think that. I definitely think that they should. I definitely think that if you have a million dollar NIL deal, like take somebody like Mikey Williams, bro, you had your NIL deal for a while. Like now, what, what is he signed with Adidas? I believe Puma. 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 But even still, like you, you got yeah. a Puma deal that's like very lucrative. You should not be able to get a scholarship at a college level. You should be able to pay, or Puma should pay for you to go to school. No. I think you need to work that into the deal of like, like you just said, work it into the deal where Puma's paying for your school. Because I don't, I don't like, I don't like it because like my point is like, yo, Cal, there could be a a kid with 500k followers popping on Instagram. Everybody knows him. So as a brand, you're going to go to that kid instead of the unknown kid. Who's just a dog. You're going to go to the kid who's more marketable. And again, those two kids could be both having the same scholarship opportunity for Duke, Duke is going to take the more popular kid. You know, he's nice and he's still popular, so it markets for the school at the end of the day, too. So that kid could get that scholarship, but the kid who's better than him with no following is losing out on a scholarship to the, probably his dream school. Yeah, and we all went to school. We all went to school with people who actually are good at the sport that they play. But there's a school down the road who gets more money and has more ability to create better highlights and things like that. So that kid goes to a D1 school, even if he's not better than you. He goes to a D1 school and you might go to a D2. And it just comes down to, like uh, Cam just said, being popping on social media, getting that clip, doing different things. And like, you know, it's just about being seen. And some people don't have that opportunity to be seen. Like it could be, it could be partly perspective too, though. Cause some kids might use that as fuel too. It's like, damn, he got a, he got a $2 million NIL deal. I need something like that. 94, I need four. Let me go put in his work. So I can get four months. But I'll put in that work, but it has to be done through social media to get it, bro. You have to be marketable, bro. Those businesses look at marketable. Mikey is marketable, bro. He has that younger generation on lock. But at the end of the day, if you look at his game, bro, Mikey's nice. What top competition does he play? But there could, be, there could be a kid with no following playing the top comp every day. No NIL his way. So you could put the work in all you want. But if you're not popping on social media, that NIL deal is not going to really come your way. It's tough. It I'm probably tough. I'm probably going I'm probably going murder do name, but y'all know who uh his name like Nico Lala Lala Mueva or something like that. He he uh 
he um he a high school recruit like class of mm-hmm. 2023 he signed the nil deal uh for eight mil what's his name and he ain't even stepped foot on campus yet this oh nico llama Lueva or something like that i'm probably killing his name but eight mil? class of 2023 he's a quarterback I think I'm not sure if he signed to Tennessee or if he that's one of the schools of interest, but yeah, man signed an eight million dollar NIL deal. Oh yeah, like he 17, years old. He like six four with braids, skinny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that kid, that kid, that kid. Oh, yeah. but he's marketable, bro. He's popping on social media, popping on his Thanks, own skin. TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like he's marketable. <laughs> he does it. He's like he's flashy. He does. He's nice though. He is nice. But eight mil for a high schooler—that doesn't—that sounds insane. Or going to college—is that is, you think that kid's gonna go into college well prepared now, like focused? No, he, depends, depends on his circumstances as well as who he surrounds himself with or what his family surrounds themselves with. I think he's in good hands if if he's getting an eight million dollar contract off the bat. Somebody on his team is marketing him so well that they're like, all right, we're gonna give this kid a contract because he's gonna be a superstar. Clearly. But the the thing is, like, I do agree with what you're saying, but, you know what I'm saying, there's always that chance and risk that this kid loses all his hunger and drive because he just made 8 mil. There's such a huge possibility for that to happen. But like you said, if you have the right people around you, it might not. But it just sucks in the back of your head as a coach. That 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 risk is there, bro. Yeah, like you think you think he really gonna listen to his coach? He makes more money than his coach. You think he really gonna listen to his coach, bro? <laughs> Keep it a being. Keep it. He pull up in a Lambo. Coach pulling up in a Prius. But it's just like I'm. Like I said, I'm 25 percent in, but I'm 75 percent out because it just takes so much away from the game at that age. Because yeah, bro, when you at these younger ages, bro, it's all about working hard and making it. But, like, just knowing that I can make 8 mil for not even touching college yet, once I get that 8 mil, there's going to be something in the back of telling me, like, yo, bro, you could you could relax, invest this, and your, 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 your life is made at 18. But for me, I, I feel you, the risk is higher than the rewards, like what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yep. no, nah, I agree with that. But, um, yeah. We're going to transition to our, the next topic, which I think is an Wait, interesting one. Real quick, though. This just came to my mind too. But do you think? Do you think with NIL real quick? Do you think it, the 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 price that they should get or the amount cap should be based on the sport they play? Because you know, in college basketball is one year, then you go to the league. That's Football, you got to do three years that's before. A, that's a great so you question. think should that vary, or like it should be a at the end of the day, it's not gonna vary because, like me and Cal said, if you're marketable, bro, your 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 price is the ceiling, bro. Mikey Williams, marketable. That that kid that kid Nico marketable they they are popping on social media bro so it's like I'm bringing millions to your school regardless bro you can't put a price on that even if I stay for one year or three years Mikey's probably gonna stay for college one year who knows if he isn't going to college but whatever school he goes to that gym's gonna be sold out every night he plays at home yeah for a fact imagine when Manyama over here Ooh. you know who- yo the NBA went out their way to buy rights to stream his games crazy Crazy, that's crazy. crazy, bro. And you know, it's even worse days. Like, yeah, every game for free. They they threw the for free on for there, bro. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. It's insane, that's bro. Crazy. Yo, bro, he might be the best prospect of all time, bro. Yeah, because mm-hmm. ESPN wasn't doing that for Brian. He wasn't streaming nah. the high school games. 
They probably showed the they chip. Let's go make your local cable channel for free. Don't even worry about they it. They didn't right? even do that for Zion. Nah. But um, we're gonna transition to the next topic, and um, this was really about um, the NBA came out and said they're actually considering um doing the relegation rule like soccer. And if for the listeners, if you don't know what that is, in soccer, if you're the worst team. For the whole year, if you're the last in last place, you get dropped down a league, and the top team from that league moves up into the in that league. So the NBA is considering that, and the way they want to do it is the worst team in the East and the worst team in the West will get dropped down to the G League, and the G League best East and best West will move up to the the NBA. Um, how do you guys feel about that? We're gonna start off with Nigel. Um, I definitely think that there's perks to doing that. Um. Because then you'll see the competition level rise, honestly. You don't want to be that worst team because you don't want your, your team to, to go down to a league where you know that you might just kill the whole competition and have the best record and win a championship down there. You want to rise to the occasion. But I definitely think that for a G League team, it's always great to stay on your toes and be the best team because you never know when that opportunity could arise to where they implement that and then the worst team drops and you take their place. Now, you have to play at the, the level that you should play at on an NBA level where you're trying to get to. And, you know, I think that opens up a lot of doors for a lot of players now, too, that if my team is the best team in the G League and your team is the worst team in the NBA, we swap. I don't even got to work for a contract no more. I'm already here. Now, that might, you know, issue the pay to go up higher for that G League team now. Cal? I feel like it would be a disaster um, from a business standpoint, at least because, like, if we if we move a G League team up to the conferences and they're getting spanked, then what? Like, what's the point of doing that if they're going to suck too? You feel me? I mean, there's like, a I'm, point because it's it's high risk, high rewards. Exactly. That's what it's, you, you might as well not have that option and just have the regular teams. But I get I get that they're trying to be different and trying to, you know, play with shit. Like, the play-in, I fuck with that. But as far as, you know, trying to get a G League team to move up, nah, that's not going to work because they're going to get their ass whooped. Okay. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Kyrie. They're going to get yeah. Okay. I sure kind of feel the same way. But, like, it, is, is it a huge age difference, like, between G League players and NBA no, players? Like, genuinely. Dudes that, oh, man. There's dudes that used to be on NBA benches. Yeah, like, like there's a man. team, there's a team in the G League right now. They got um, they got a bunch of like dudes who used to be in the league. Like, yeah, oh, yeah Mexico City. You gonna say like, the name? I yeah, Mexico City. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Capitans or Capitanales or something like that. Yeah, that's what their name is. But go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. I was saying like, it. I feel like it. It just it wouldn't really work out. It really won't. Not, I don't think with basketball, it'll. It'll. I don't think that's something they should do. Cause who's the so let's see who's the who was the worst team in the East last year? Like the 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 OKC. OKC was the worst team in the West. I think so. I thought it was Houston. Hold on, right now. Yeah, I'm waiting my oh. turn. I got something I gotta say. Team, whoever that worst team was, uh, you know, you know they're. If they if they were to play a, a series, it, if it wasn't a sweep, it'd be a gentleman sweep. Like I don't see them losing more than one game to a to a game of um to uh, G League players. Like you got their their facilities are completely different. They're on completely different regiments, aren't they? Yeah. Are they allowed the same equipment and offsite 
training yes, and all. Yes, they are. Coming. Yes, they are. They have their own equipment. Yes, they are. I can, I can tell you. I can tell you firsthand from working for the Long Island Nets, a G League team, that they all have their own like specific training facility. And this is a fact. Like even still though, when you look at the worst team in the West, that worst team in the West was a bunch of G League players. Some of them got moved up because they needed to fill that roster Hold spot. So you really before you before you continue to go off Kyrie, was you done? Yeah, 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 for the most part, because I, yeah, I wasn't being Wait, wait, wait. You said the worst team in the West was a bunch of G, G League affiliates? Some of them was. Some. Pretty pretty much. Their bench would be filled with G League affiliates. But before y'all get into it, I'm going to go on my take. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's very marketable for the G League and the NBA. Um, let's say the team in last place in the West, they drop down. They're a bunch of young dudes for the most part. Most bad teams in the NBA is a bunch of young dudes. Right, with G League players on the bench, that team in the G League is going to be a million times more hungrier than that worst team in the NBA. One, they're yeah, they're fighting they're fighting for more money because the G, the, the NBA has to pay them more for getting moved up. Two, they again it's just more money, and then they're getting a better chance to stay in the NBA instead of just drop back down. Yes, would it be a, a, a skill gap or or a talent gap? For sure, but at the end of the day, bro, we all know in sports, whatever team's working harder and playing harder, most of the time wins. G League dudes are hungry for a real NBA contract. G League contracts are nowhere near NBA contracts. And it's marketable for the G League because, say, the team, well, all them young dudes in talent go down to the G League, they're going to bring in a bunch of money and a bunch of fans down there. And at the end so of the day, about- it's going to bring a competitive... What happened? What what about the draft lottery? The what dra- if that G draft sticks to? Ooh, see, I don't know. That's the NBA. We don't. I don't know how they would even handle that. But they'll they, figure it they out, though. To, they'll figure it out. Would they have to Wait, real quick, real quick. What if they steer away from the draft? That that doesn't that defeat no, the purpose. Think about it. Think about it though. Think about it though. Soccer doesn't have a draft. Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna do what? We're just going to pick up anybody? Sign the kids from high school, bro. They're already making millions. It doesn't matter. So we just throwing out the draft altogether. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, no, 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 I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. That's just me throwing it off the top of the head. These kids are making millions already. You think they care about going to the draft anymore? And this just goes back to the conversation we were just having. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's going to give more of a chance for the unknown kids because there's a better opportunity to show that I'm a dog and I can make a team without just a 60-man draft. I don't, they would never what, do that. They would never do that. That's just me throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I hear you. But with that scenario, you would you would actually have to evaluate the players on how. Uh, how would you evaluate top-ranked players? They just watch you them would just, high school, same as soccer. They watch them kids. They watch them kids grow up damn near. And My the NBA is- has enough, the NBA, G League, there's so many ways to scout a kid until he gets to high school. There's so many ways to do it, like AAU, high school ball, travel. Like, there's so many ways to see a kid grow. Like, I just, it, I don't know, for some reason, I just feel like the NBA is leaning in that direction, especially being okay with drafting kids out of high school again. That whole OTE thing, OTE thing yo, two of those kids are entering the draft from that, bro. True. Just... I got so I got a hypothetical for you, right? Go ahead. So let's say <laughs> let's say LA keep going the way they're going, Brown and them, they bottom the West. That would be crazy. 
So Brian and AD, they playing in the G. You think Brian and AD are really gonna want to play? They like no, they playing on these. No, G- no, I don't. But it's just like you're out. Imagine that. Imagine that though. Like, you know how much that LA G League team's about to bring in, bro. You know how much money they about to bring in, bro. The LA team, regardless of politics, in it. I feel like those the older vets or the more established players, they they not gonna want to buy into that. Like, they're not gonna no, want to no, play. No, the older vets, no, nah, not at all. But how do you think? How do you Especially think those ring chasing? How do you think those dudes feel in soccer, bro? Mm. Yeah, that is crazy. Y'all, y'all want to bring in that aspect, but it happens in soccer all the time. Yes, they've been it's doing a, it. It's a different sport because we we draft players. Soccer players don't get drafted. Yeah, at the they end of the come- day, but that 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 um that pride and what Kyrie just said as being a vet and all that, yo, bro, that shit and that pay wage going down, like that shit happens, bro. Yeah. Cause think about it. Like think about if Messi's team was the worst team and they oh dropped down. Like God. he has to deal with it, right? So like, right, and that's what I'm saying. Like you have to think about it on that type of level too. Like like you yeah, said, the example what? with the Lakers. Fuck no. That shit. I'm never- just saying. Like he, I, I'm just saying that the way he said the example with the Lakers definitely is just something. It sounds like, crazy. Just gonna but have to do it. Imagine it happening. Like as a right. basketball fan, you're gonna be like, oh nah. And that G League team is about to bring in the most money they ever brought in, and this is why I said it's marketable and profitable, bro. It's it's in in the in the, in the long run, the NBA and G League, which they're partnered, are going to make mad money, and they're just going to be able capable of building more fan bases in a sense. It's so it's a weird thing. That- it's a weird thing. Like I, I understand where you're coming from, 100 percent, Cal. Like it's like it's shaky, bro. Yeah. What do you what think the they were prepping us for that with the plan? What did you say, Kai? You think they were prepping us for that with the playing? No, the playing game uh, would be the most intense game in the world now that I think about it. Think about it. Even those though the they're, nowhere near last, they're nowhere near last, but it's just like, I think they'll have to, it's, it's a long structure they have to do and figure out if they really want to put this into play. Because Kyle's right, mm-hmm. the draft the draft does come into play. Um, are dudes, And this is another question. So you're like, does that Lakers team just swap? Facilities like the Lakers team goes yeah. to the G League, and does that yeah, like, go to the Lakers facilities and they just change the logos? Oh yeah. no, I would do that instead of just like, oh, you know, wait, wait, wait. Also, another question do you swap with your G League team or do you swap with a, a, a better G League team, like the best G League team? I think you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of right. confusing. Like, it's a, it's a lot to structure, bro. Yeah. A lot of structure, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, just, the two leagues. I, I like that. See, idea. I have a question. We're that would be scary, though. That would be really scary. Like, <laughs> or, 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 or would they keep their facilities, but no NBA teams going there? You guys are the G League now, and we just upgrade G League facilities like we make them better just in case a Lakers, a full Lakers team drops down, you know what I'm saying? And just make that G League facility better. Like, do you start expanding G League facilities, which I think it would be 100% possible with all the money they're probably going to bring in from that one season alone. Because G League, yo, G League teams have fans, bro. Yeah. Yeah, more than that. Don't go there. Don't go there. But, yo, yo, honestly, go ahead, bro. I got a question. So, how would y'all feel if the NBA implemented like uh, how NCAA has a bracket? If they did a bracket with their with G League teams, it's so, like they put all the G League teams in a bracket with NBA teams. That'll defeat the purpose then, of the regulation, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, 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 no. So I'm just saying, like you know, take that away. But now 
what if that was a way to to add the relegation rule in? If I beat the NBA team, worked. we that take your spot. Yeah, too much. Like a tournament. I don't. I don't like. I agree. I don't like the NBA playoffs how it is now. Like a seven game series. No, I don't like it. Like, sorry for cutting you off. You know it's a good idea. Like you know how they have the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do something like that worldwide for for basketball. I would be a happy man because I watch the That'd Euro League crazy. and I watch. But it's like, what leagues do you take from? Because the Euro League, yeah. the Euro League is low key the Champions League already because those teams are all from different countries. True. But that would be a fire so idea, would, though. It would kind of demolish the Euro League in a sense. Mm. So, and then you'll just have to make one big league, and it would be a fire idea to me. It would. I think that would be cool, though. Like, play basketball all year round, nonstop, have Euro League come in with the NBA, schedule games and things like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. that would be cool. And you know what? Like, if I'm being honest, yo, Euro League teams will come over here and make some trouble. But. Yeah, yeah, NBA the NBA teams are NBA teams are not used to that style of play of basketball. You guard ISOs all night. Now imagine you come literally every Euro team runs team basketball, passing the ball, ball movement all game. Like a lot of defenses are not made for that anymore. And that's what happened. That's what happened to the Olympics. That's what happened to the Olympics. They wasn't used to that 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 brand of basketball, bro. They're used to that ISO ball, bro. I think but now, cool. what if they made what if they made universal rules now? Like, what if they just made rules for like every, FIBA? What if they take FIBA rules? I think they would favor FIBA rules because obviously FIBA. we're the only we're the only country that plays under these rules. Other countries play under FIBA rules. They would favor the FIBA rules. Yeah, and the NBA and American players will have to get used to that because FIBA rules is different. I'll yeah, they call different. They call a lot. See, of- I wouldn't be against. I, I wouldn't think, be against I think, I think the FIBA rules. Money with that one, bro. <laughs> Like, yeah, I that's think a that's great. A, yeah, no, that was a great take. I like that. Champions League for yeah. basketball. Ooh. I go live. That could be. So, a- I'm saying, I'm thinking about it. The only, the only, the only thing I could think of where I want to see like the worst team play like the best team is if some shit happened where like, like we see the worst team in the NFL, like the Jets play Alabama, so, something like that. I'd pay to watch that, bro. That'd I'd pay great. to watch that. I'm jacking Alabama. Really, they'll give a lot of NFL teams a run for their money. <laughs> bro, stop. Those are grown men, bro. Huh? Huh? But still. But huh? still, bro. Right now, right? Versus what? the What's the worst team in the NFL right now? Uh, the Falcons, maybe? Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Russell Alabama Wilson's going crazy, bro. <laughs> the, the Lions. The Lions. The Lions? No, nah, don't say the Lions. The Lions won some games. The Lions are the worst. The Broncos won one game, bro. They just won the first I game today. I'll pay to see that. The Broncos, them Alabama, crazy. They go crazy. Mm. Future I, first be, round, first picks. You know they all be, five scrap. Russell, Russell Wilson throwing for a thousand yards in one game, bro. No, I'm not jacking that. Yeah, I'm not jacking that. Jacking that. Going under. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan, and I will tell you, Russell Wilson's throwing a thousand yards easily. Like, yeah, he's so it no, bro. But see, this is where I don't like. I don't. I think. I think y'all fail to realize like that skill gap. Even if it's a bad team, bro, that skill gap is still huge, bro. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't say a lot of rookies in the NFL just come in and start going stupid. It doesn't happen that often, bro. That skill gap is huge, bro. For basketball? Like, I think, Hell I, no. I think basketball. You think so? Hell no. 
Hey, you know, we see these kids at Chris Ball camps and Chris Ball just Lakers, be The Lakers will fry any college team right now by 100 points. I, I believe it, it. it. I don't think it'll work like that with football, though, is what I'm saying. That's how it works with football. I think that's how it works with football. Yo, bro, football. Yo, an NFL team playing a college team, bro. You remember these? That'd, that'd, be the bigger, that'd be bigger than the Super Bowl, bro. The best team in college playing the worst team in the NFL. That'd be bigger than the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> It's like, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> it's grown men who already developed their bodies. Well, think about it though. Think about think about how many first round draft picks, first second round Alabama puts out every year, bro. Think about the their production in the NFL, bro. They're not like, lifting the same weight as that man, bro. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. If Alabama had got to go against Aaron Donald, bro. Okay, if they had to go up against Aaron Donald, what are they doing? He might be able like, to go through the whole O-line by himself, bro. Like, he could be the, only, play, could be the only person on the D-line and violate the O-line, bro. But they wouldn't be the worst team in the league, though. That's my only thing. I don't know. Alabama be fine, bro. Alabama be fine, bro. Um, we, we gotta, we you think Bama going You said what? If you put fifty on Bama to win, would they win that game? Against the Lions? Yeah, against the Lions. Oh, easy. Honey, double that. We doubling that, bro. Double uh, down on that, bro. Bro, Kyrie, I love crazy, Alabama, bro. and that's not happening. Crazy, Kyrie, you're nuts. Yeah, if, if, nuts. If, if any of y'all know an Alabama player, send them this, and I bet you they agree. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll clip it and tag them. Uh, we're gonna transition to our next topic. Um, do you guys think basketball as an entire sport could be the number one sport in the world? Um, the only way that that's happening is if how Cal said, making a, a, a whole universal league for everybody. I think that would be the only way that that would be possible. But when you think about it, like soccer, soccer was introduced as an international sport and brought to America. So like you got to look at something like that internationally that's played everywhere internationally you talking about japan and uh egypt like places like that like it's played everywhere basketball now is being open to everybody and everybody's learning how to catch up to like you know american basketball and stuff like that too but i think that when you look at different sports like like soccer soccer is always going to be the biggest sport in the world in my opinion okay okay um I agree with Nigel. Like, as far as basketball, it's it's leveling up. Like, more and more countries are playing China, Europe, you know, Africa. So we just we like a step behind them. I think we're number two, you know, as far as you know worldwide. Um, it's just gonna take time. I feel like we can be because our our athletes are more popular. Besides Ronaldo, besides Ronaldo, Mm-mm, Messi. Take that back. 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 Take it back. Take it back. There's, I, only, I there's only, there's back. only, there's only, literally like a handful of basketball players You're who's right. on a level of soccer right. players. Please Ronaldo. take that back. Yeah, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo, I'm about it. Ronaldo's I'm the most that. followed man on Instagram, outbeating yeah, the celebrities, bro. Athletes he got are more yeah. followers than some NBA teams combined, bro. All day players, bro. <laughs> but like, I, I think, I think we're there. We're we're close. You think we knocking we're, on that door? We're knocking on that door. All right, Kyrie. Uh, bro, just said yes. I feel like I feel like it varies, bro. 
basketball 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 isn't a sport that's as accessible as compared to like soccer you feel me i feel like soccer soccer is known internationally like i can't name a too many countries that don't play soccer for a like but um for the most part though i don't think so that's that's over my answer i don't think so um, my answer is 50 50 50 50 percent of me says yes 50 percent of me says no the area that says no is because uh, one thing that Nigel said earlier that it was introduced as an international sport. So and they have like international league, like the Champions League. It's different countries all playing in one league. I think that's huge. And the other reason of why it would stay number one is because it's the easiest sport to play, even if you're poor. You don't need equipment. You don't need cleats all the time. You don't need nothing, bro. I get two rocks, make a paper ball with tape, kick it between the rocks, and we're playing soccer. With, with basketball, bro, it's hard. It's hard to play, like, at a, at a good rate, bro. You need, you need the sneakers. You need a hoop. You need a solid ball, bro. Like, you can make your way, but it's not going to feel the same. You don't need a hoop. You can have, like, a crate. You, you make the crate, but it's just, like, you, you got to hang that crate up. You got to yeah, possibility of that. Yeah, like, like, I, stuff like that. Like, but when it comes to, like, when it comes to, like, the actual sport, don't get me wrong. Soccer is a beautiful sport. But when it comes, like, to watching a whole game, I don't think there's a sport like basketball that's entertaining from start to finish, that's fast-paced, that's showing skill all the time. There's barely any downtimes. And I think, like, that's where basketball catches up because, like, basketball as a sport, when it's being played at the right at the right pace and stuff, it's like poetry in motion. Don't get me wrong, soccer's at the same level, but there's so much downtime in soccer in my opinion especially because i watch i watch a couple games i'm a chelsea fan here just watch us or get our ass kicked by brighton um but still like i just feel like with with basketball like there's always excitement going on like from start to finish you know especially if like i said if the the game's playing right and like right now like i could admit this i watch i like watching euro league games more than the nba right now because EuroLeague is team basketball. It's fast-paced. It's more physical. The games are always close. Start to finish, the scores always changing. So it's just like, I don't know. In a, in a weird aspect, especially with the world starting to play basketball more, I think I think there's a huge chance that basketball could take that number one spot. Because look, look at the um, look at look at these past MVPs. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are international players. Defensive so. of the years, European. Yeah, you know, like the, the real question. Is are are Americans, you know, regressing as basketball players and Europeans getting better? That's the real question. I think they're getting more skillful. I think athletically, athletically, I feel like players in America are kind of Americans is different when it comes to athleticism. America is different. I don't know what it is, bro. We just be coming out the room, jumping for the free throws, like. But skillful, I I think internationally, like. They got skill. Yeah. They got that skill. Too. A lot more fundamentally sound, skillful type players. Like, I feel like it's more of them playing like adults younger. They play adults. Yeah. They get rec- 16. Playing grown ass men. So it's like, <laughs> what? Um, to answer your question, though, I don't think America's regressing, but I just think, especially in Europe, I think they just, they're catching up. Besides, like besides that athletic standpoint, because I don't know, like it's just we're just extremely athletic. But when it comes to that skill and being fundamentally sound, and like you just said, Kyle, like just knowing that you've been playing pro since you were 16, 15, playing grown men, 
it plays a huge factor into a dude coming into the NBA where, especially the NBA is way less physical than the Euro League. It just comes in like, oh, I could do, I could do whatever the hell I want. As soon as they touch me at the yeah. foul, oh yeah, I'm going. Crazy. Look at Luca, bro. Look at Giannis. Like yeah. Giannis has clips now when they just played in the Euro Cup or the, whatever it's called, the FIBA Cup. He was dead having troubles because of the physicality. He got used to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I don't like again. I don't think America's regressing, but I think I think Europe's just catching up. Yeah, I don't think that we can look at it as like you know us regressing, but you can look at it as the Euroleague looking at our moves, taking our moves and making it theirs, and then doubling the moves and then finding other ways to you know get to the basket and being more craftier. Like when you think about it, we took the Euro step, like. That was something that was brought to us. So it's like their moves are being brought to us the same way that our moves are being taught to them. You know, it kind of just gives them that skill set to to come over here and be able to dominate. I got a question for y'all. So we all know that that style of basketball in Europe been played since damn near 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, Do you think Pop got a lot of inspiration from European style basketball? Yes. Yes. I, I would believe so. I believe so. Yeah. And you because, think so? Uh, we would never know, but, like, you, you think so? Like, yeah. I think – I definitely think that he got there? it. At certain point in his career? Did he ever coach like, over he, there? Did he coach over there? Yeah. I think he just did the Olympics. Mm. But he came into the game in the 90s, and, like, that style of play wasn't so common. Mm. Like, ball movement. Ball it was more movement. of, like – Passing, passing, move, move off the ball, like cutting off ball screens. And like it just, if you look at the NBA, especially in the 90s time, like it still wasn't common. But you know what it is? I think, I think what Pop did was take a little bit of EuroLeague, take a little bit of college, and take a little bit of old school NBA. That's because, you know, when they didn't have that shot clock, they were passing the ball around, just moving the ball around and things like that. I think he utilized it to his best advantage where, I'm using team basketball to score in 24 seconds. And, you know, he did do seven seconds or less. He did do within 15 seconds, you know, like that actually showed with him coaching the players like uh, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and especially with getting EuroLeague players, you definitely need to learn how to use their abilities. Ginobili from Argentina, I believe. Yeah. So if you, if you also have, yeah, uh, who do you have? Boris Diaw. He had Raja Bell. Yeah, a lot of them like, you I ain't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Leandro Barbosa. Like, I did not think about that. Maybe he. Yeah, he, like, like well, I don't know, because like, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, like I think I think he definitely but, but got some inspiration from them. My I thing is, how can, how can you coach those players if you can't utilize their skill sets the best way possible? That's, that's that would make you a coach. better coach. Listen to me. Yeah, I, think like, it's easier, I think it's easier for him to coach those players because they're more coachable in a sense. Sound. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, I agree we, with that. I agree with that. 100% I agree with that. They're definitely more coachable. They're, you can definitely, like, teach them the X's and O's because they already know this shit because yeah. they've already been through it. They're like, okay. Hey, Here's what he's doing. I already did this. If anybody, from you, the, you, go ahead, Kai. 
about say, do you think do you think in a sense they're less prideful when it comes to coaching? Yes. yes. They have less ego. Yes, they don't have that's that's why bro, that's why they be giving like those times in the Olympics where the European teams is busting our ass, bro. They, there's no they, they don't have those egos, bro. It's team basketball, bro. Them dudes and most of them dudes have been playing with each other since they was young, you know what I'm saying? So once they get to the Olympics, it's just it's just team basketball. We're a family, bro. That ego go out the world. It goes out the window because we're all trying to win one thing. Yeah, bro, bringing a gold medal to your country, especially for a sport like basketball, where America dominated, it's like it's huge to them. And knowing <laughs> knowing that they're beating the top players in the world, come on now. But hey, yeah. if anybody from the Euro League or NBA is listening. Hey man, try to try to implement my boy Cal's idea of making a Champions League for basketball. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. And see that, I, bro. I would love to see like like the that top, top Euro League team play the top NBA team and just seeing them clash, bro. It's be insane. Yeah, and it's very marketable, profitable. You got more Work fan bases. It's, come on, man. Figure it out. Figure it Tune out. Tune in these. Players, you see, I, I would I would like to see some action with Victor playing uh NBA team right now to see how he would go up against NBA talent. True. That would be something that I would literally pay my money Look, to go see. This is what I think the NBA is gonna do. They're gonna have like exhibition games, like like say we having like a week of no basketball. They go overseas, like a team goes overseas and plays a European team. Be just to start. see. That'll be a good start. And you know what I don't yeah. like in preseason? Why they never try to play a Euroleague team like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. China or like or Australia. So yeah. Why they went for Australia this year? They played the NBL. The NBL, you know, they beat a couple teams. But they went to Japan. Golden State went to Japan to yeah, face but it's the just Wizards. Like, where's why? Why can't you bring like I don't know? I don't know. Like I just want to. I just want to see a team like AS Monaco with Mike James and the uh, those that those dudes over there play like play a team with another like crafty guard and see Mike James really go at it. And that team basketball versus ISO basketball and that clash, like, I think it'll be fire. That would be fire. I think the dope. NBA is waiting for the whole world to develop really well. I think they, could, I think they could clash with the EuroLeague right now, in my opinion. You think they could go you know, right lot, now? A lot of those EuroLeague dudes, they, especially the American ones who's playing over there, they got NBA contracts thrown at them often, bro. I think they could clash Please. right now. I think the EuroLeague only, though. I'm not saying, like, all the under leagues in Europe. Just the EuroLeague, the number one league. I think they could clash with the NBA in certain ways. Because at the end of the day, like, the biggest trouble, especially for NBA defenses, they don't know how to cover team basketball. Right now, it's like NBA play, like NBA teams, when they play each other, it's like whoever ISOs the best and whoever's hot that night, uh, one player who's hot, they win. In a sense, yeah, in, a sense in a sense, in a sense. I'm not saying, like, fully blown, but in a sense, like... The ISO balls win the game in a sense, bro. Like if you have two guys on your team going crazy, <laughs> like bro, your chances of winning's high. Yeah. But that one player ISO and the four watching. Now those four not watching. They they running with their man, cutting, exactly, setting screens, all tight. Exactly. Yeah. So the pace is definitely. I feel like because NBA what, players. What I've watched because I've been sticking up with the Euro League, and um, they love to run a high pick and roll. <clears throat> and they turn that into ball movement. As soon as that high pick and roll happens, that dude who picked, set the roll, he's cutting or he's fading, the ball's being moved. The dude dribbling is not looking to score right away. If it's open, it's open. But just know, he's about to drive to that paint. You're going to commit as a big man that ball's going to the corner, three ball, every time with NBA defense. Because NBA defense, they don't plan to collapse all the time. 
So I'm saying, so it, I, like I said, I think it'll be a great clash because like they play team basketball. Next thing you know, you got Steph. Y'all don't know. Y'all never guarded a person like Steph. Y'all never dealt with that. Even if you guys play team defense, how do you deal with that? Deal with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying, like I think that I think that clash would just be insane, bro. It'd be pretty dope. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. That's a great idea, Cal. Y'all consider the pick and roll like the NBA version of the of the RPO in a sense, the high pick and roll? Yeah. It, it, it's more uh play action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Play action, you That's think? exactly yeah. it. It's a play action. A play action. I mean, you use it so much in the NBA now. Luca uses it, Trey uses it very well. Okay. I like the way Ja uses it. Um I don't know, bro. They just it's the go-to. It's, it's the go-to. But see, the thing is, the NBA uses it to for that guy to score, that one or two guys yeah. to score. In the Euro League, it's low key a team play. It's like I, I seen I seen Mike James do it a lot. Like, and Mike James is a scorer, bro. He's a scorer, but he still he would do that high pick and roll, big man cuts. I'm a dime the big man. Big man's throwing it to the corner. Dude commit to the corner. Now I'm throwing it back to the wing. It's either I'm open for the three or another dude's commit. My big man. Open dunk, and that's where mm-hmm. it leads to. But in the NBA, especially with a guy like Chris Paul, because I love the way he does a high pick and roll, it's him. It's him in the center. It's like he can make that corner pass, obviously, but it's him in the center, bro. That high pick and roll happens. He throws it. He cuts. He hedges. Gets the big man. It's either that mid range shot is coming or the lob is coming. We don't usually see too much out of the high pick and roll in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, the, the the high pick and roll is like the play in the NBA. Yeah, it is. We've been doing it for years now. Years. I feel like they always find a way to add some some little spin to it though. Like the the, 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 the oh, like, how that player uses it. You know, everybody has their the player. Think about, think yeah. about different. Think about the different types. Like think about. Think about Kobe and Shaq's pick and roll compared to Steph and Draymond's that was, that pick wasn't, and roll. Kobe and Shaq wasn't even like a high pick and roll either. Yeah, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. But every, no, no, everyone uses different. Trey Young uses a high pick and roll because he wants space. Because if, yeah. if you especially since like the, the 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 game they just had against the Bucks yesterday, he uses that high he uses that high pick and roll to create space because he doesn't like one on one situations with good defenders. That's something I started to notice with him. He can't create his own shot. But when he had that one on one with just him and Drew, it's different. But when he gets that high, when it's different. Like when he gets that high pick and roll, and that and that and that space is created, automatic shot. Luca, same thing. High pick and roll. He's really looking for a switch more than anything. Luca wants that switch. You said holds the ball in long shot clock situation. Completely switched his game up this year, and I get up. Thank you. He's facilitating a lot more. No, I'm I'm watching. I'm not going to sit here and hold the grudge. Luca is using a high pick and roll completely different from what he did last year. He's using it to facilitate a little bit faster now. So I got to give him his uh, because yo he wants to win. He wants to win. You think that's J? Think that's J. Kid? Come on, you think Luca is about to sit here? That's definitely J. Kid right there. I'm happy he's doing that because that just turns into winning basketball, bro. The way Luka was playing, he was never going to win a ring. But if you're... If, I love him on the block. If he could be in the mid-post 90% of the time... That's why I'll, he wants that I'll, switch. That's why he, wants that, he, that's why he wants the high pick and roll so he can get to a spot easier, bro. 
but yeah, slow, I definitely bro. will say. <laughs> yeah, he's too slow. slow. Since mm. I brought up the high pick a role, like I watched Trey Young's play against Javon Carter, and like you said, like Javon when it comes down to good defenders, he definitely struggles one on one with good defenders. Like mm. Javon Carter was the catalyst for that press Virginia in, in West, yeah, West Virginia. Virginia. A lot yep. of people don't know that. Yep. So he was picking. Up 95 feet. That man wasn't afraid of anything. So when they went to the, the tournament, they was playing that same same way. And I forget they uh they coach. I think it was uh not Buddy Boheim, uh somebody else, but literally recruited him because he picked up somebody 95 feet at an AAU not, game not at eight o'clock in the morning. Not too many dudes to do it, bro. That's crazy. Eight in the That's morning. Eight in the morning, full court press. Two AM playing two K, bro. That's what's crazy. <laughs> Bro only got four or five hours of sleep. <laughs> but nah, um, picking up like, like, like Cal said though, every <clears throat> most guards in the NBA use the high pick and roll different. Like Ja, Ja uses that high pick and roll to get started with his downhill push. Mm-hmm. If you notice, if you know, he'll back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He'll back up to the half court and wait for the screen. He's trying to get his sprint off, bro. He likes he likes getting that full speed on, bro. You can't stop somebody with a full head of speed like that. Yeah. The only downside about that with Ja is like if people are smart about that high pick and roll, you can step up and get that charge. You should just be able to utilize it better. Like kinda, same thing with kinda, Giannis. He's, he's a little too crafty to get a charge on that yeah. man, bro. He's a little too crafty, bro. Behind the back, I mean, if, you catch him, bro, if you catch him at the right point, like bro, you'll know. Like you can't he's, hard. Right he's a hard person to guard, bro. He's hard to guard. He's one of those players that, like, if you really watch his game, it's you're not stopping. First step, his first step, he's too explosive. He might bro. have the best first step in the NBA right now. He might have. No, no, look Zion. At his, Zion. Look at his buzzer beater, bro. I think, like, I think, I think Zion. I'm not. Go ahead, Kai. Go ahead. Eighty percent of buzzer beaters yeah, to the cup. Yeah. They not jump shots. Zion. The Zion has it's a better tough. rip through. I, see, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between Zion, Zion and Jaws. It's it's not. See, but see the thing with Zion, it's not full blown. Like I'm taking this one step and going. Zion's is like I'm swinging this ball. Swinging through, not stealing this there. ball from me, bro. I'm strong as hell, bro. Weight room. I'm swinging it. My whole body's into this now. So now imagine his two seventy fives be thrown in one direction. His body gonna move, bro. With Ja, it's more of like yeah, I'm throwing that ball and I'm gone. Like, mm-hmm. but see, with Zion, Zion only has to rip through, take that one dribble, over, body you, and then get to the cuff. Like, I, I know what you're saying, though, Cal. His 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 rip through is crazy fast. It's stupid, stupid. Who has a better first step, Jordan Poole or 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 um Ja? Ja. See, I give it to Ja, right? But Jordan, Jordan Poole's Poole first step is crafty. Crafty is, is a, a difference. Every, it's a difference in that too, bro. Everyone's first step is different. Jordan's first step is like. Yeah, you're going to follow me this way, but guess what? I'm not going this way. Yeah, is, I'm going this way, and you're not catching me, bro. So it's it's again, it's that's another another skill that's utilized in different ways. Jordan Poole's first step is really set up for his move coming because he you know he's shifty as hell. But Jaws like yo, if I beat you, I beat you. I'm not stopping. I'm not crossing you. Like I'm going downhill, bro. Listen, I'm about to get I everybody. Jordan Poole, his finishing ability is slept on, right? That's all I'm saying. Nice. He finishes really well. Mm-hmm. He finishes really well for for a combo guard, I would consider him. Yeah, I agree. Poole, yeah, I agree. I'm about to get everybody mad. Why? 
I'm about to get everybody mad. Jaws overrated. Right, we're, we're not going to nod. No, let me tell you. I wasn't even going to answer it. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. We're going to roll into the most dominant player at each position in the NBA right now. You know, everybody just say your, say your one through five, and we could discuss after. And we're going to start with Nigel. All right. I got Steph, Devin Booker, LeBron, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. Cal. I got, I got Luka. I got Don. I got Braun, Giannis, and Jokic. I got Steph, DeMar, KD, Giannis, Joel. I got Steph, Book, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and I'm taking Jokic. Oh, so, from one to three, our point guards and small forwards are all different. Yeah, That's what I've so. noticed. So, I mean, me, I'm not arguing the Luka one. I'm not going to argue. I yeah, understand yeah. why you're saying that. But it's Steph Curry, bro. For, for the shooting guard. We all had different answers. Devin so, Booker. Me, 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 had Devin Booker. Um, again, I, I'm not. I can't call Don the most dominant at that position. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying recency bias. He's dominating right now. He's dominating. Uh, he is dominating more than Devin Booker. Booker. I don't know. I was kind of throwing yeah. into like oh, bias here into it too, but. Yeah, like if we're taking let, let's talk about like the last three years. That's technically right now too. Like the last three years, Donovan Mitchell has not surpassed Devin Booker at all in any sense to be more dominant than Devin Booker. I think so. Okay, I kind of agree with Nigel because D Book wasn't making the playoffs back then, but Don was. So Don had more limelight. But even at that so time, even Don? even even at that time, I'm taking D Book. I'm, I'm I'm answering from just I'm biased as hell. I'm a D book fan, I'm uh-huh. a Suns fan, but I'm still taking D book, bro. Um, he's I wanted to say D book, but I had to say Demar, bro. I'm sorry that that ninja nasty, bro. We got it, bro. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bad at it, bro, but he's not the most dominant shooting guard, bro. I just want you to peep though. None of us said PG. He's having a terrible start to the season. Terrible start to the season. He is shaking his ass. Damn near look like he's ready to retire the way he's playing. It don't look good, bro. I'm like, what's up? I don't know. He's like, I'm healthy. I'm the third. I'm like, all right, PG, about to cook me. Bro, I had one game over 20 points. That's bad for business. That's bad for business, bro. You're PG-13, bro. I'm taking Zach Levine over Paul George right now. Nah, I can't see nah, those. Zach, 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 Zach can't even stay on the court, bro. Don't stiff call. Don't stiff. Don't um, skip Bayless call Paul George George Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that his That's his name right now because he ain't hooping. His name George Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we all had different small forward. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I had LeBron. You had KD. What did you have, Ty? Also, we, we had KD. Yeah, I had um. Why'd y'all go with K, uh, Bron? Okay, Bron? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm Bron, you Bron, in my opinion, has, at, he's what, 37, 36? 
He's still averaging 30 points, 35 points per game. That's dominant. And he's dominated the small forward position from when he came into the league up until this point. Okay, I'll say 05. I won't give him the the, the rookie. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's LeBron James. It's It's my point. The only reason why I don't give it to KD is because he can't. He hasn't shown me he can lead the team, lead a team deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Besides OKC, if he was a shoe size smaller, maybe shoe size and a half, we yeah, wouldn't be. We wouldn't be saying that either. But he, yo, bro, in all reality, bro, like I know you don't like it, but he led that Warriors team, bro. Like, and they as players, as players, they even admit it. Like, Cal, how are you gonna do? How are you gonna do? He had Steph Curry, but he was still the leader of that team. That's it was Steph Curry team, but KD was running the show. They all admit it, bro. Like, how are you gonna disagree with what they say, bro? Like, the most dominant small forward, though. Can we say that truthfully? Yeah, bro. At the end of the day, how old is KD? 34, 32, 33? I think he's the same age as Steph, so he probably like 30. Not a single soul in his time period in the NBA has ever figured out how to guard him. To this day. Same thing with oh, But of course, well. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. LeBron's very dominant, but it's just, I don't know. I, like, I, I heard a take today, and I agree with it in a sense. They said Kevin Durant is the shack of perimeter game. Who, who yeah. said that? I think it was somebody on yeah. Player's Choice. Okay. Yeah. That. He said Kevin Durant. I like. I sat back. I was like, "Man, he's right." Because <laughs> he get what he wants out there, like just like how Shaq got where he wanted in the paint. Like, so I. I that's I'm playing with you that. say, Cal? He's, he's a what? Repeat he's it. A Shaq of the perimeter game. Mm. I I have to agree with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The sense. What's harder? What's harder though? Is the is scoring in the paint harder than scoring in the perimeter? The perimeter is harder. Kyrie, as a seven foot, the perimeter is harder. Kyrie, your camera froze. Oh no, you good? You back? You back? You back? Um, I'm good. Nah, nah, y'all good. Everybody's good. My fault. Kyrie's camera right. froze real quick, but he good. Um, I, just, I just definitely think that perimeter is harder because look at how much further you are from real the basket. Quick though, like, real quick though, would you would you would you consider Curry? To be the Shaq of the three point line, I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, yes. that's a guarantee. Yeah, he, there's nobody above him. Curry's the Wilt Chamberlain of the three point line. That nigga's an alien. Started, don't get me started on Wilt Chamberlain. he's not a real human being. He was a myth. He's not real. But but like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I guess they're one A, one B. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, but I, the only difference is KD seven foot, just like Shaq. Steph seven yeah. like six three. That's that would be the only. Like, is there a six two? Like Zion would be the closest thing I'm thinking of. Be like six six, right? What you mean? Yeah, six. Is the next Shaq. No, I'm not saying Shaq. I'm just talking about height, like the height difference. KD seven foot, just like Shaq. That's Giannis. Yeah, the most so like, the most dominant player in the paint right now is, is Giannis, and that's why we yeah. all had him at power forward. And I'm not gonna care. I don't care. Y'all could disagree. Giannis is the best player yeah. in the NBA right now. See, uh, th- the thing is, I had LeBron at small forward, and KD got power forward until I, Giannis. I'm like, yeah, I get out the Giannis move. KD, LeBron. <clears throat> that's what I did. Giannis, but. Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. Did we have different point guards? 
we all said Steph. You only present yeah. Luca. Oh. But I like said I said, Luca. I said we all respect it, bro. It's like the guy, the guy, oh, the guy literally just had oh. thirty in the first half tonight. Um, I don't that was crazy. Any shit I could say, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming we all have Giannis at power forward, right? We all. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all think yeah. he's the best player in the NBA right now? Yeah. Who's better? Shut up, Kyrie. Bias ass Warriors fan. Shut up. I I was going. I, I can't say that. Can't give Giannis that. Who's, Can't give Giannis that. Who's the best player? Because I think, if Giannis is, he's supposed to win that series without Chris Middleton. Respectfully. Bro, was the best defense in the NBA, and he dead almost gave him a run for their money. Ew, he doesn't, but you got to realize, the guy doesn't shoot threes. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's a dude scoring no, because, 40 of dunking the ball, bro. Because it's the best defense in the NBA... He's Isn't that crazy? But yo, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're in a time where you dead can't win on your own. It's impossible. No player in this league could ever win on their own. Please, I don't care what y'all say. Hey, no, yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you can't beat that Boston team by yourself, bro. They, yo, bro. Al Horford was one of the least scored on players in the NBA last year. Marcus Smart was one of the least scored players on last year. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are great defenders from one to four. What the hell you gonna yeah. do? Nah, you the, you the best player, bro. Don't they don't they be putting that same that same holding these high players to the same standard? You yeah, feel but me? it also comes LeBron. with the, it, it, see it becomes it, it comes with the legacy though. LeBron's legacy is he's a goat. Giannis isn't. Damn there. Giannis isn't in in that stratosphere yet because people kind of don't respect him in a sense, but he's just not there yet. Give him one more ring, bro. I promise you, people are gonna start holding him accountable. It's like that. But, no, as, but also is, as like from fans, bro, we understand you can't beat teams alone, bro. Even if you only had he only had Drew Holiday in all reality, and Bobby Portis, bro. Drew Holiday's good. Drew Holiday, casual. Drew, Drew Holiday, yeah. Drew Holiday, and Giannis is not beating that Boston team. It's not happening, bro. Not because even though Jason Taylor's bad night, Jalen Brown has a good night. Like you have to look at that. Like I, if I, if. Yeah. if I think Jason Tatum and play together. Yeah, they, honestly, you know what I hate it when people were saying, "Oh, you need to split them up." No. Hell no, you better make that work because you mm-hmm. split them up, y'all won't have a good team. Y'all for won't have a good reason, team. For some reason, I think they finally learned what to do because they had multiple games already where they're scoring twenty plus together, and that's what they've been supposed to be doing. Instead of it's like off night, on night, off night, on night. I think they finally they learned be- like. Yo, bro, yo, bro, like, in all reality, like, we're the one of the, we could arguably be the best duo in the NBA. I think they are the best duo in the NBA. As of right now, yes. No, 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 no. KD. It's Kyrie and KD. No, Kyrie and KD have been putting up crazy numbers. It's just they don't, they they can't win because their team, they're putting up, like, a thousand points and the team just won't pull through. But they also don't have their, they don't have their main role players. Well, I was going to say it, so. uh, They don't have a center. So KD, KD. Go ahead, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go Kyrie then. Uh, you can have Nigel. Uh, Nigel then Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, here's what I'll say: Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the best duo in the league. They play fucking defense. Kyrie and KD don't play a lick. Like KD plays defense. I'm gonna cut you off wrong. though. I'm gonna cut you off though. Kyrie it's plays hard. Kyrie plays good defense. It goes very overlooked, but it's hard for them dudes to be on the defense at end. When their team is literally doing nothing on offense, they're putting, and, and this is the same thing that happens to Jimmy Butler in the playoffs all the time. And this is why he gets drained out fast. 
you could put all your energy into offense, but if because no one else is scoring, then people expect you to go play defense. Like, no, bro, like, y'all got to help, hard. bro. It's hard. Like, we can't do everything on the offense end. Y'all expect us to go play 100% defense every play? It's not, it's not going to happen. You get burnt out, bro. You get burnt out. I could agree with that. I could one hundred percent agree with that. Like but when you look at the when you look at the landscape of it, like who else is really scoring on the Celtics? Like in that five, oh, that bro, starting five, five has 10, 10 plus points. Yeah, yeah that's enough. Marcus. And Brogdon's coming but, up. They, like, trust me, bro. It's, it, it, it is enough. Why do you but they have like, to do right, more? For, you got to you got to put a team in perspective. That that's the perfect example. Toronto Raptors. Fred mm. and Pascal is their star players. But every night I look at their stats, their starting five is always 10, 15 plus points. Every single one yeah. of them. And then Pascal or or, or, or or Fred, they have more points. But it shows this is why we win games with no real superstar. We yeah. play together. We're going to play together on offense. And we're going to go back and play the defense together. Because Fred be playing defense. Pascal be playing defense. Gary Trent plays defense. Scotty Barnes plays defense. And um, Boucher plays defense. There's a shot blocker. KD has. Uh, and Coloco. And Coloco. Kyrie. I mean, um, KD has to rebound too. Because they can't rebound. Because they have no big. KD is their shot blocker. Nobody talks about that. Because they don't have a valid shot mm-hmm. blocker right now. And then you go expect the guy to go on the offensive end to drop 30. He's gonna get burnt out on some plays, bro. He's gonna fucking bend airballing layups and, and on shit. top of that. And then you have Kyrie, bro. Kyrie's using guard and a point guard for the most part. And we all know the point guard might be the, the heaviest position in the NBA right now, low key. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, bro, these dudes get burnt out at a point. So it's they just do. like, yo, bro, not like Boston, bro. Them dudes, 10 points. Let JB, JT, they do most of the scoring. But if we're giving that 10 points, the other three guys, they, they, there's, that's, that's possessions. They don't have to score, and they can take, their, take a break on offense, go back, play, play defense, but it makes it better because they play defense as a whole. I'm telling you, yeah. if, you know, if Toronto had a superstar, well, they showed what they do with, with a superstar. They showed that. They, you know who yeah. Toronto they, they, shout they, out for that? Huh? You know who Toronto needs to shout out for that? Kawhi Leonard. Nah, I was gonna say Rico Hines, bro, because he been he yeah, bro, he yeah. been putting in. Yeah, he he be having Toronto in there heavy, bro. Toronto was in there heavy, bro. Full roster, bro. And <laughs> their gear and everything, yeah, bro. Yeah, but that's that's building We're... team chemistry. I like that, bro. I like that you put in that work, bro. Because yo, at the end of the day, bro, Pascal, he's amazing, but he's not a superstar. Fred, he's amazing, but he's not a superstar. They have no other choice but to play as a team. When Kawhi got there, bro, they was doing the same thing, bro. Play as a team and win. It's just now we have a why we have a legit because he wants to play back home. There he wants to play back home, in LA. Toronto had a legit superstar, and that just pushed them over. Because when you have a legit superstar, it takes away it takes the defense eyes off of the role players. When Kawhi's on the floor and he's healthy, you think I'm worried about you think I'm worried about Gary Trent Jr. You think I'm worried about Fred Van Fleet? No. And next thing you know, this guy has a quiet 20 points. Yo, bro, you got to play. You got it's the Brooklyn. Brooklyn got to figure out what they got, what they need to do, bro. At first, we thought it was going to be clean. And then you see, like, KD on the bench with his head down. He not, he, he don't. (laughs) They got to, 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 they got to
They got to trade some pieces. I, if I'm the, get a if center. I'm the net, get a center. They don't have yeah. one. Claxton, Claxton is good, but he's not a starting <laughs> center. You saying Demarcus and Hassan? How much can they help? Hassan, and ha- Hassan, bro. They don't see. This is the thing. They don't need a center to come in and score. They need to come in, rebound, block shots, catch a lob, a couple plays from 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 Ben. That's all they need, bro. They just need an actual seven footer besides Kevin Durant. Claxton is skinny. He gets bodied in the post, and he's not really. You know what I'm saying? His IQ is terrible. His IQ is. He's also young, but I'm saying like. Yo, bro, I'm taking Hassan. I want to take Demarcus because like he's slow, and he doesn't fit their type of offense. I'll even take Dwight right now. Yeah, I'll take the back. Yo, bro, yeah, that's what I'm Dwight, Demarcus, and Hassan all at the crib, but like Hassan had a great did. year with the Jazz. They dropped him. Demarcus was playing good with the Nuggets. And they dropped him, and Dwight Lakers just got rid of him. I definitely think that if the Nets did pick up, I, they should pick up both of them, Dwight and Hassan, and be able to move them around. That I think I just pick up, no no I think I think I keep Claxton coming really? off the bench. I'll pick up one of those dudes for a starting role though. A, a thousand probably percent. I, I would I would move some pieces around. Like I'd probably move Joe Harris and uh, somebody oh, else. Hold on, listen listen to why I'm saying this. Get a young player who is more versatile. Like mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, like if you go after somebody who's like Cam Reddish from the Knicks. That would definitely be a good piece to put with Kyrie and KD. See, while you shouting out Cam Reddish, I was going to mention him and Dennis Smith Jr. Because I seen my boy was going off the other day. So oh, happy man. for Dennis Smith Jr., man. So happy for that guy. Shout out Dennis Smith Jr., man. If you see this, man, just know bottom of the net. We we, we, we behind you, bro. We want to see we you win and be rooting, great, bro. bro. We still rooting, we rooting for you, bro. I'm I'm so glad to see you hooping in your home state and doing your right. thing, bro. I'm keep hooping, keep hooping. But um, that's a wrap, man. That's a wrap of EP thirteen. Thank you everybody for tuning in and catch us next week. Peace.